Hello, good afternoon. My name is Luisa. My name is Paula. And my name is Astrid. And today is December 7th, 2019. And we are here at Hope Cafe in Calexico to talk about some things having to do with the LGBTQ community and just overall, you know, what it is. So, Astrid, can you tell me, you know, what is LGBTQ? You know, what does it stand for? Yeah, many people actually ask themselves, what does it really mean? And they don't really know the meaning of that each word has its own meaning. Um, according to OK To Be Me, they inform us that the letters had their own meaning. The letter L represents lesbian, the letter G represents gay, the B represents bisexual, T represents transgender, and Q represents queer which according to them is an umbrella term for sexual and gender minorities that are not heterosexual or size gender. The Q also represents questioning, which represents the, the ones who are still processing and exploring and are actually unsure of their gender. Wow, that's really interesting. So we are here today with Teto. And Tato is actually a part of the Imperial Valley LGBT Resource Center, which is in El Centro, I believe. And he is here to talk to us and to answer some of the questions that we have for him, you know, as a gay male and as a part of the LGBT community. Well, hello, girls, and thank you for inviting me. I'm really excited and nervous. Um, my role, um, I just started out as a board member, like, on September, I think. So it hasn't really been that long, and I'm into marketing. Like, I work in this center as marketing, graphic design, but I'm also there to, um, well, one of the projects that I have is, uh, do workshops, like, art workshops, because I think art is a really cool, fun, chill-out way to express yourselves and as gay people in a small community that is very hidden and conservative um we have to let everything out somehow so art is a really cool found good way to you know chill and be yourself, express yourself. yeah yeah that's very interesting okay, at what time in your life uh, did you come out are you came out when i was 21 and I was in, I was just finishing high school um, and I took my summer break and then I started um, college in Mexico. It was all in Mexico. And what was your experience like in high school? It was weird. It was weird because, well, my BFF knew I was gay. I mean, she found out and I told her. And um, it was bad, it was trauma, like, it was a trauma, like, I remember one day having a meltdown in the middle of a class and hitting my head on the wall because I was just, like, so stressed and I just wanted to disappear. So as you were saying, you came out when you were 21, so you said that when you were 21, you started university, right? You were assisting mm -hmm. university in Mexicali. Okay, what was the university you, you went to? I went to? to UABC. I was studied architecture first. Okay. So it was, um, it was, university was fun. I mean, it was weird. I think everything I've done is weird. 
but <laughs> university was fun. I mean, um, because high school was, there was a lot of bullying from the teachers even. I think the worst bullying I got was from the teachers. That's so uh, horrible. Yeah, it was, they would talk about me with the other students in another class. And I was like, yeah, it was bad. That it was really, so really bad. bad. Yeah. Teachers, then, educators that are the ones that are supposed to help you. No, and they, no, they didn't. And be supportive yeah. of, like, was, you know, their students. That's yeah. so horrible. Yeah, it was horrible. So, yeah, then I went to high, I mean, to college, and I was out. So I was a walking rainbow. I was like, <laughs> I would wear a rainbow everywhere. And it was just, I, I didn't really care about anything. My dad's. When I, I mean, my parents, when I came out, they were so supportive. Like, they showed up, like, oh my God, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> but it was like, it was the best time. Like, college was just me dancing Britney Spears all the way on the halls. And um, it was fun, but it was uh, more uh, personal stuff. Like, I started architecture first, and then I went to another college so i didn't really knew what i wanted to do then but i liked it do you agree as you mentioned uh, about the imperial lgbt resource center that it's a great outlet for the lgbtq community yes it is they do uh they're doing a lot of stuff for the bali they did pride they're doing drag shows um they're doing art exhibits like they're doing a lot there's, it's a non-profit organization, so it takes a lot of effort and a lot of work for all the members and everyone who's supporting. So yeah, it's doing like a big change. Mm -hmm. here I feel in like the it takes a big heart as well to just be like, you know what, I want to help the LGBT community here in this valley and just to non-profit, you know, just to do it, just to help, to have somewhere to go, to have somewhere to show support for, you know, the LGBT community. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. pretty interesting. Now, uh, how do you think teachers can create a positive environment? As you mentioned that you went to Mexicali at the university. What do you think would be like a good outlet for teachers? To they need uh, training. Like they need uh, to learn about values. They need to know how to incorporate those values into the classroom. And I need them, one of the main things is they have to set the example. Because like I said, that if there's a teacher bullying a student, how are the students gonna see that? Like they're gonna see and think that that's okay. So yeah. they're gonna do it. And yeah. uh, you know. They're basically gonna go, they're gonna go based off of however the teacher acts. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the, however the teacher acts sometimes is not okay, you know? so. I feel also it's just kind of awareness of your students and knowing, you know what, like this student is gay, this student is lesbian, you know, this student, you know, he's transgender, he's transitioning to be a female, you know, just to be inclusive of everyone and everyone's sexualities and, you know, their preferences. Yeah, exactly. And set boundaries, you know, and establish respect, you know, the teachers towards the students, the students towards the teachers, it has mm -hmm. to be a mutual thing, mm -hmm. not just a one-way street. Mm -hmm. And I feel not just in classrooms, in a school, overall, you know, it can't just be like in so-and-so's classroom that, you know, it's a great, welcoming, you know, loving place. It just, I feel it has to be incorporated to every classroom and throughout, you know, a whole school, you know? Yeah, yeah. and it also depends on the teacher, like, 
I mean, it doesn't have to do a lot of what we were talking about, but if that person doesn't really want to do his or her job, as a teacher, he's not going to care. And he's just going to let things happen. Like, if you're just there for the paid vacations and the benefits that you get as a teacher, you're not really going to care for the students. So they have to be more careful of who they hire mm -hmm. and who is going to be there. Because being a teacher takes a lot of you. Like, you have to care for the students. You have to study. You have to grade. You have to, like, it's a lot you of work. And it's of overwhelming yeah. for that person as well. Yeah. So for them to, to besides doing all the work, caring for the students, like, it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And if they hire someone who's not going to, doing 100, even more than 100%, like, they're not hiring the right person. Yeah. So it starts there. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. For really the hiring does. process. And, That's true. Yeah. Why? Because there's this, uh, like, a library. So there's books. Uh, there's, like, you know. They Could there have been more support for you in school? Well, um, the teachers were bad. Like, I don't know. Maybe values. Like, I don't know if maybe they didn't have the values or classes or like you know i don't know it was just weird and it was in mexico so it was double weird like it was they would call me names and then um i couldn't even look at straight like classmates because they would think that i would like them so they would hit me when I would come out of school and then, oh, oh my no, God, it was just horrible. bad. It was nasty. That is but, nasty. Yeah. But yeah, maybe values, um, respect, um, and not only to gay people because sometimes gay people can be mean. I was mean. Mm -hmm. And then we asked for respect, but we do not respect each other. Mm -hmm. And then we do not respect the straight people. I mean, sometimes we talk about religion like we don't care or we do stuff like on parades that aren't supposed to be done. So I think respect is like the main word, not only in school, but in everyday life. Mm -hmm. In school, would you say that clubs are helpful? You know, nowadays there's clubs that are specifically for LGBTQ community which are there to help students to have someone to talk to to support them like do you think those are helpful were you part of any lgbtq clubs in mexicali did they even exist actually like a club is like a center like a resource center like the it one? could be yeah oh yeah um when i was in mexicali there weren't any um when i was in well that was about 10 five years ago they started to show up in Mexicali. Mm -hmm. And in Imperial Valley, I think the resource center is like, oh my God, Rose is gonna kill me. I'm not sure how old it is. I think it's been there for like five, six years. It's fairly it's, new. Yeah, yeah, it's new. Like it's not, yeah, but it's new. And it's been like offering a lot of help to, it has a youth uh, mentorship program. It has NA meetings, it has, uh trans support like it's just all about support and they offer like well i want to do the art uh workshops and then there's bingo so yeah it's like a place where gay people can just go and on 
So after interviewing Teto, we heard, you know, some things about him being bullied in the school system, which was already high school, you know, already an adult, older. So I think it arised a question out of all three of us, you know, what is the school system like for LGBT students and just the LGBTQ community in general? Well, that's interesting that you say that, Luisa, because uh, Glesson conducts national school climate surveys every two years. And from those surveys, we learned that anti-LGBT language fills the classrooms and hallways. They repeatedly hear the word gay used in a negative way and homophobic remarks. Students are often harassed and bullied and they skip school because of the unsafe environment, which has negative effects on their school performance. Glesson surveys find that students who are more frequently harassed have half a grade lower than students who are less harassed. And in our interview with that, though, we find that he did experience firsthand bullying and an unsafe environment in school that was very discouraging for his self-esteem. In this interview, we also learned that the bullying came from most of the professors, and which is really terrible. So how can teachers get the proper training if school districts do not offer them? You know, I think sometimes it has to come from the teachers to want to learn about certain topics such as LGBT communities or, you know, about multicultural education or things like that. So I think it's important for teachers to find other resources outside of the school district, such as the Trevor Project, which is an organization that provides crisis intervention and suicide prevention services to lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer and questioning youth. On the Trevor Project site, you can also find lifeguard workshops, which are free online learning modules with videos, curriculum, and teacher resources for middle school and high school classrooms. There is also another site, which is Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The reason that they have this site is that some LGBT youth are more likely than their heterosexual peers to experience negative health and life outcomes. It's crucial for LGBT youth to have access to resources they need to feel protected and supported. The website also has other resource links for the LGBT youth that may have questions about their sexuality, some ways that students can take actions to change their schools, and overall support for the LGBT youth. So to conclude this interview, if there is something that you could tell your younger gay self, what would you say? I would tell him not to take it personal because there, there were a lot of insults or a lot of bullying, but most of them come from people that's uneducated. Mm-hmm. So taking everything personal and just messing with my head and they don't even know what they're talking about they don't even have that information. They don't They don't really know. Mm-hmm. And most of the people that made me feel bad when I was a kid or when I was in high school or in college, they didn't even know what I was going through. Mm-hmm. And the bad thing is that it still happens. Um, it still affects me. So I have to, you know, have that in my head that it's not personal. It's just their problem mm-hmm. and it's not mine. So... That is very good. Thank you so much for your time today (laughs) for being with us. And nice to meet you. (laughs) Thank you, girls. Thank you.